Hey everyone, welcome to the first worship service in May and the fourth Sunday of Easter. I'm Pastor Laura Hutchinson, pastor of First Christian Church Disciples of Christ in Anniston, Alabama, and this is my podcast, Love God and Your Neighbor. In non-pandemic times, this is where I share the sermons I preach each Sunday morning, but for now, it has been adapted to be the full worship service for First Christian Church. I'm grateful that you've joined us, and I pray that you are able to encounter God in a special way in this unorthodox but very necessary time of worshiping at home. Don't forget that the words to today's hymns are printed at the bottom of your Friday Reminders, the email that you get from Judy each week. If you're not currently on our Friday Reminders email list and would like to be, please contact me personally. If you have my information, you can text me or whatever, or you can contact me through the church website, www.fccanniston.org, or on our Facebook page at FCC Anniston. As this is a full worship service, I would like to invite you to gather the elements for the Lord's Supper, some sort of bread and some kind of drink, and I invite you to light a candle to represent the light of Christ that is always in our midst. In the Christian Church Disciples of Christ, we celebrate an open table where anyone who wants to participate is welcome. And at First Christian Church in Anniston, we are an open and affirming congregation where we strive to be a place of welcome and healing for all people, no matter their race, their sexual orientation, their gender, their abilities, or anything else that society has used as an excuse to separate and oppress us. This is a place of peace in the Holy Spirit of God and a place of refuge and worship for anyone who wants to come in. So once again, welcome. And now let us worship. In Howard Thurman's book, Deep is the Hunger, he wrote this, Through my innermost self I find my way to God. I shall acquaint myself with God and be at peace. I will fly in the greatness of God as the marsh hen flies, filling all the space twixt the marsh and the skies. What I seek beyond is what I am finding within. The beyond is within The signature of God is all around me, in the rocks, in the trees, in the minds of humans. I will fly in the greatness of God as the marsh hen flies. I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. I can never be overcome by evil until the evil that threatens moves from without, within. This does not mean that I shall not be hurt by evil shall not be frustrated by evil, that I shall say that evil is not evil. I shall see the travail of my own life with evil and be unafraid, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Today, let us seek God within and without, and may we be comforted by the presence and power that is with us always. Let us worship in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And now, please sing with me our praise hymn, Lord, I Lift Your Name on High.
In whatever way feels natural to you as you worship there in your home, spread the peace to those you know and love. Call, text, email, put a note in someone's mailbox, FaceTime them, whatever, however you do it, I invite you now to welcome one another, therefore, just as Christ has welcomed us for the glory of God. Let us pass the peace of Christ. Today's scripture comes from Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Okay, kids, this part is just for you. So lean in and let's talk for a minute, okay? Do you know what a shepherd is? Yes? No? For those of you who know, what is a shepherd? Is a shepherd a kind of dog? Well, yes, but that's not what I'm talking about here, is it? Is a shepherd someone who serves food? No. Is a shepherd someone who plays sports? Some kind of sport, like football? No. What about someone like a doctor or a dentist? Is that a shepherd? No, of course not. A shepherd is someone who lurk, looks after a herd of sheep. Generally, a shepherd stays outside with the sheep all the time. They guide them from one field of grass to another so they have plenty to eat. They take them to the stream so they can drink. They protect the sheep from the wolves or coyotes or any other animal that might want to hurt them. And the sheep can rest peacefully knowing that their shepherd is always there. Doesn't that sound nice? 
Well, the scripture that I just read said that God is our shepherd. So based on what I told you a shepherd does, what do you think God does to be like a shepherd to us? Is God always here with us? Yes. Does God guide us to the things that we need, like food and water? Yes. Does God protect our spirits and our souls from danger? Yeah. Sometimes bad things happen to us in this world, but God is always there to soothe our hearts, to comfort us through hard times, and to give us what we need to be able to get through it. So we can sleep peacefully at night knowing that God is there looking over you. Can't you? Yes, we can. Like a shepherd, God protects us and guides us. And like a shepherd, God never abandons us, no matter what. Will you pray with me? Dear God, thank you for being our shepherd. Thank you for taking care of us. Help us to see you. Help us to know you're there, no matter what. Amen. Please join me in the prayer of confession. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Hear us now as we silently confess our sins. Colossians 1, 13 through 14 says, For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption for the forgiveness of sins. We are forgiven. Glory be to God the Almighty. Amen.
We have some prayer requests today. And first, we're going to start with a praise report. Vicky's nephew, Neil, who was diagnosed two weeks ago with the coronavirus, is doing really well today. He is still recovering, but he's not having any difficulties. And so she thanks you for your prayers. Carol is asking for prayers for a friend who is very sick with what doctors believe is COVID-19. They're still waiting for the test results. Anne is asking for continued prayers for those suffering with COVID-19 and for all the healthcare employees who are trying to save them. May God protect them all. She would also like us to keep the homeless in our thoughts and prayers. Hayden is asking for prayers for a six-year-old named Angel who was abducted in Montgomery yesterday. Please pray that she has returned home safe and sound. Matt is asking for prayers for all of the people who are self-employed and who didn't qualify for help from the government. Joanne would like prayers for her dog, Molly, who has been suffering with some sort of ailment that the vet has not yet identified. He's tried several treatments, but none have been successful yet, and she's really worried. So pray for Molly and also pray for Joanne that God would soothe her worried mind. Let us go to God in prayer. Eternal Spirit, Life Giver, Pain Bearer, Love Maker, Source of all that is and that shall be, Father and Mother of us all, Loving God in whom is heaven, The hallowing of your name echo through the universe. The way of your justice be followed by the people of the world, your heavenly will be done by all created beings. Your commonwealth of peace and freedom sustain our hope and come on earth. With the bread we need for today, feed us. In the hurts we absorb from one another, forgive us. In the times of temptation and test, strengthen us. From trials too great to endure, spare us. From the grip of all that is evil, free us. For you reign in the glory of the power that is love, now and forever. Now hear us as we pray the prayer your Son taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.
Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing in your sight, my strength and my Redeemer. Amen. So how are you all doing today? How are you feeling in your mind, in your body, in your spirit? Are you at peace? Are you restless? Are you feeling emotions like frustration, anger, irritation, loneliness, depression, or fear? Are you feeling lazy and unmotivated or apathetic? Or are you super motivated and working hard at one project or another? We keep seeing messages on television or Facebook that say we're all in this together. And it's supposed to be comforting, and in some ways it is. But the statement seems to make the assumption that we're all experiencing this pandemic in the same ways. And that's simply not true, is it? Every person's situation is different. Therefore, every person's reaction to the pandemic reality is also different. But we do have a lot in common as well. We are all bombarded with death statistics every time we watch or read the news. We are all aware that many, many people have lost their jobs and businesses as a result of the stay-at-home orders. You may be one of them. We all have opinions about how the government should be responding, and we're all likely anxious about what they are and are not going to do. We are all probably watching the economy and praying it doesn't completely collapse before this is over. And we are all likely afraid of catching the coronavirus, or we're afraid that someone we love will catch it. <clears throat> this is the most anxiety-induced period in my life, even more so than the days and weeks following 9-11. So where do we turn for comfort and reassurance? Well, the Psalms are always a good place to start, right? Particularly the 23rd Psalm. And I don't know about you, but when I read it, I feel a sense of peace and comfort that the world just cannot offer. So I'm going to read it to you again, this time in the King James Version, because it's the most familiar, thus comforting way that most of us are used to hearing it or have even memorized it. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Most of us are used to hearing this read at funerals, and so we tend to think of it as only a message for those who are dying or grieving. But the fact is, Psalm 23 is so much more than that. <clears throat> In the mid to late 1800s, Henry Ward Beecher said this. He said, Psalm 23 has charmed more griefs to rest than all the philosophy of the world. It has remanded to their dungeon more felon thoughts, more black doubts, more thieving sorrows than there are sands on the seashore. 
It has comforted the noble host of the poor. It has sung courage to the army of the disappointed. It has poured balm and consolation into the heart of the sick, of captives in dungeons, of widows in their pinching griefs, of orphans in their loneliness. Dying soldiers have died easier as it was read to them. Ghastly hospitals have been illuminated. It has visited the prisoner and broken his chains, and like Peter's angel, led him forth in imagination and sung him back to his home again. It has made the dying Christian slave freer than his master and consoled those whom, dying, he left behind mourning, not so much that he was gone as because they were left behind and could not go too. Yes, Psalm 23 was written to bring comfort in difficult times, and so for thousands of years it has done just that. So why is it so comforting? What is it about this short psalm that soothes a grieving soul and gives hope to the hopeless? Well, some think it's because of how intimately the writer portrays his relationship with God. The Lord is my shepherd. Charles Spurgeon said the sweetest word of the whole is that monosyllable, my. He does not say the Lord is the shepherd of the world at large and leadeth forth the multitude as his flock, but the Lord is my shepherd. If he be a shepherd to no one else, he is a shepherd to me. He cares for me, watches over me and preserves me. The Lord is my shepherd. Often it is a comfort to know that God is in control of the universe and everything in it. But in times like these, it is especially important for us to know that God is here for us too. God is here just for you. God is here just for me. God has my needs in hand and God cares about what happens to me, to you. The Lord is my shepherd. To a sheep... The shepherd is the caregiver and the protector. The shepherd leads the sheep to the best food and the, to refreshing water. The shepherd protects the sheep from predators and the shepherd is always there. And it's the same for our God. God is your caregiver and protector. God leads you to the things that you need to survive, like food and water and shelter. God protects you from harm and God is always there. These days, it is very easy to feel like a vulnerable lost sheep alone in the wilderness. Many of us are isolated from family, from friends, from church, from work, and so much more. We're cut off from so much of what feeds our souls in this life, and it's easy to feel like we, we have been abandoned by God. But Psalm 23 reminds us in the most profound way that God is with us, and that God is always with us. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. When we're hearing that the world death toll is at least 242 
thousand souls, and that's 42,000 more than it was last Sunday. We can understand in a new way what it means to walk in the valley of the shadow of death, don't we? Veterans of war are familiar with this feeling. But for civilians who have never lived in a war zone, this is a new feeling. So the words take on new meaning. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. I imagine that once sheep learn that their shepherd is there for them, that the shepherd can be trusted to take care of them, to look out for them, and to protect them, then the sheep draw great comfort when they look across the grazing field and see that strong figure watching over them. And so we must be like those sheep. And we stand here in the wilderness feeling vulnerable, alone, and afraid. And so let's look for our shepherd as well. Let us scan the field for our stalwart guard and follow his voice until we can see him and feel his presence. You are not alone in this. You never have been and you never will be. If you're scared that your business will go under because politicians are dragging their feet, opening up the economy, look to your shepherd and know that you are being taken care of. If you're scared that your politicians are being too hasty in reopening and that more lives will be lost to the virus, turn to your shepherd for comfort and protection in the shadow of death. If you're frustrated by your fellow human being because you feel they are behaving selfishly, lean into, into your selfless shepherd and trust that you are protected. I'm going to close now with a reimagined version of the 23rd Psalm written specifically for this very unique time. It was printed in the newsletter of Valley Christian Church Disciples of Christ in Birmingham, Alabama. It's called the 23rd Psalm for the Coronavirus. The Lord is my peace. I shall not live in anxiety. He puts me under his wings of comfort and calms my spirit within me. He takes all my anxieties on himself and helps me to focus on him. Yes, though I walk through a time of grave uncertainties and fierce anxieties of the coronavirus, I will not fret, for you are my peace. Your word and your presence calm me now. You hold my uncertainties in the palm of your hand. You smooth my wrinkled brow. Surely serenity and trust in you shall fill me all the days of my life, and I shall keep my mind stayed on you forever. You are protected by the God who made you, and you are not alone. Turn to God today for comfort, peace, and serenity in these unsettling times. Amen. Amen. We live in a world created by a God who loves us so much, he died for us. You live in a world where your creator died for you and was then resurrected 
so that you can live for eternity with God regardless of the sins that you may have committed. You are cherished by God in ways you will never fully comprehend, and all Jesus wants is for you to love him back. I invite you to give your life to Christ and to invite him into your heart, where that love will grow and flourish now and forever. Let us sing together now our invitation hymn, hymn number 117, He is Lord. Let us sing our hymn of invitation, I Love You, Lord.
Jesus becomes known in the breaking of the bread. I would also like to think that Jesus becomes known in the sharing of gifts. Jesus becomes known in generosity and selflessness and charity. These are the gifts of the Spirit, things that God calls us to do to express our faith, to show our love to God. And so I invite you to give. If you have a home church, please give to them. They need your support. If you are a member of our congregation or if you have been enjoying these podcasts and would like to give to us, to First Christian Church in Anniston, Alabama, there are two ways you can do that. The first one is you can mail us a check, make it out to First Christian Church, and you can mail it to 1327 Layton Avenue, L-E-I-G-H-T-O-N Avenue, Anniston, A-N-N-I-S-T-O-N, Alabama, 36207. 1327 Layton Avenue, Anniston, Alabama, 36207. You can also contribute electronically by going to our website at www.fccanniston.org. That's www.fccanniston.org fccanniston.org. You can scroll down to the bottom of the page and click the Donate Now button. You can only use the PayPal feature as we are having some trouble getting the other feature online. So if you would like to donate with PayPal, please do. Either way, we appreciate your donations. For those of you who have made um, uh, commitments to the church for tithing, please keep up with that. We are uh, still dependent on all of those commitments um, to pay our bills and um, to continue paying um, our, our employees and all of that. So we ask you to please give now. Thank you. God bless. One of the most significant things about Psalm 23 and all of the other references to God and Jesus being a shepherd is that 
during the time of the Bible, shepherds were the lowest in society. They were the most humble members of their community. More often than not, shepherds were the youngest child um, because the older children had more responsibilities, other responsibilities. Very often, um, if uh, a shepherd was looked upon in the community, they were thought of as being dishonest or um, thieves even. They smelled bad because they were out in a field with sheep all the time. Um, And they were just humble, humble people. So to compare God to a shepherd, to compare Jesus to a shepherd is very telling. What it tells us is that our God, our great, all-powerful, all-knowing, all-present God is also a humble God, willing to lay down his life before his own creation in order to save it. The shepherd would sacrifice his life for his sheep. He would put himself before the, between the wolf and the herd. God has done the same thing for us. The most powerful being creation has ever known laid down its life for us so that we might live for all eternity with God. God loves us with everything that he has. And therefore, God humbled himself before us so that we might be saved. Let us never doubt the power and strength it takes to be so incredibly humble. Amen. On the night when the Lord was betrayed, he took the bread, blessed it, and said, This is my body broken for you. Eat it in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, blessed it, and said, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. As often as you drink of it, drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink of this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. Let us pray. Thank you, Creator God, for sharing your life with us in every good thing of this world. Thank you most of all for Jesus, who sat us down to eat and drink good bread and good wine, so that in tasting how good they are, we could remember how good you are. He is our East, our Eden, our Garden of Peace. In him we find the fullness of life that you desired for us from the start. Walking together, sharing food, living in peace. Send the Spirit to this table now, where he still sits us down, where we still remember you. Bless the bread and the cup, fruit of the earth and work of our hands. May they become, by your grace, the taste of Eden in our hearts, As we eat and drink together, let us see more clearly a vision of life as you meant it to be. 
consecrate us to the ministry of making it so by sharing earth's goodness with all in reverence and hope with justice and joy. Amen. And now take of the bread, the body of Christ broken for you. And drink of the cup, the blood of Christ, the cup of salvation. Let us sing together our communion hymn, Savior Like a Shepherd, Lead Us. By partaking in this meal, we remember that Christ was born. Christ died. Christ was raised. Christ will come again. This is the mystery of our faith. Thanks be to God. And now as you go from this worship service, remember that you do not walk through life alone. You do not walk through the valley of the shadow of death alone. You are guarded by your shepherd. His rod and his staff, they comfort you, they protect you, and they guard you. Lean on your shepherd each and every day. Amen. <laughs>